Section 12 of The Exploits of Juba by Marcel Alain and Pierre Souvestre. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter 12 Following Josephine. The captives had been recognized and had been set at liberty. They had scarcely got a few yards from the police station when Juba took the journalist's arm. Let's make haste, he cried. This foolish arrest has made us lose precious hours. You have a plan, Juba? What is it? We must now turn our attention to Josephine. We must use her as a bait to catch the others. The girl won't be much longer at La Rabousset. She will be extremely anxious to leave that place and— And go back to clear herself of treachery in Lupart's eyes? Is that it? added Fandor. Exactly. Accordingly, here is our plan of action. I must go at once to the prefecture and advise Monsieur Havard of our adventure. Meanwhile, you go to the hospital. Contrive to see Josephine, make sure she has not left, watch her, and then wait for me. In two hours, at the least, I shall be with you. All right, Juba, you can reckon on me. Josephine shall not escape me. Fandor was already moving off when Juba called him back. Wait. If ever for one reason or another you want an appointment with me, telegraph to the safety, room 44, in my name. I will see that the messages always reach me. A quarter of an hour later, Fandor was turning into the Rue Ambroise Paré, when all at once, as he passed a woman, he gave a start. Hello, he cried. That's something we didn't bargain for. The woman walked along the Boulevard Chapelle toward the Boulevard Barbès. Fandor followed her. When the great clock which adorns the main front of the La Rabousset building struck six, the nurses at the hospital were busy finishing their preparations for the night. The surgeon in Dr. Patel's division was just concluding his evening visit to the patients. With a word of encouragement and cheer he passed from bed to bed until he reached the one at the end of the ward. The young woman occupying it was sitting up. "'So you want to be off!' exclaimed the surgeon. "'Yes, doctor.' then you're not comfortable here yes doctor but but what are you still afraid no no the patient spoke these last words so confidently that the surgeon could not help smiling do you know he observed that in your place i should be much less confident what are you going to do where do you think of going when you leave here come now you are still very weak you had much better spend the night here you could go to-morrow morning after the round at eleven it would be much more rational the young woman shook her head and replied curtly i want to go now sir at once very good they will give you your ticket the doctor gone the young woman quickly jumped out of bed and began to dress herself you don't suppose i'm going to stay here a minute longer than i have to she grumbled with a laugh to her neighbor who was watching her preparations with an envious eye someone waiting for you sure there is lupart won't be pleased that i'm not back yet are you going from here to his place you bet i am this she said in a tone that showed plainly she found the thing quite natural the other was not of her mind oh well i should be scared only at the thought of seeing that man you were jolly lucky not to have been killed by him and when he has got hold of you but josephine laughed merrily my dear she said you don't know what you're saying depend on it if lupart didn't kill me it's because he didn't want to he's a splendid shot 
i suppose he had his reasons for not wanting me to stay here i don't know his affairs and besides i came here without consulting him a vigorous hush from the nurse on duty stopped the conversation josephine meanwhile completed her toilette a nurse had brought her back the clothes she wore when she entered the hospital she slipped on a poor muslin skirt laced her bodice buttoned her boots and set her curls straight she was ready i'm off she cried gaily to the porter as she held out her pass to him thank the lord i'm going and i have no fancy to come back to your hotel once in the street josephine walked quickly she cast a glance at the clock on a cab stand and found she was behind time she went along the rue ambroise pare then turned on to the outer boulevards the dinner hour being at hand the populous streets of the chapelle quarter were at their lowest ebb of animation the bookshops had long since released their employees the cafes were giving up their customers fandor having recognized josephine followed her closely as she passed the outer boulevards then by boulevard barbes beyond a doubt she is bound for the goat door he muttered some minutes later sure enough she reached her home very good the bird is back in the nest my job is now to watch the visitors who come to call on her opposite josephine's door there was a wine shop this fandor entered writing materials please he ordered i must drop a line to juba he thought we must begin to set the trap he was busy drawing up a detailed plan of the neighbourhood when on raising his head he gave a violent start and throwing a coin on the table rushed out of the shop she is well disguised but there's no mistaking her without losing sight of the woman he was watching fandor reached the metropolitan station good lord what does this mean he muttered where is she off to she's taking a first-class ticket can she have an appointment with chalec he also took a ticket behind the young woman and reached the platform i'm going where she goes he thought but where the devil are we bound for lupart's mistress was the embodiment of a charming parisian her gown was tailor-made of navy blue plain but perfectly cut she wore little shoes with high heels and no one would have recognized in the well-dressed woman who got out of the metropolitan at the lyon station the burnisher who a little while ago had left Rabousset. josephine had scarcely taken a few steps on the great square which divides boulevard diderot from the lyon station when a young man quietly dressed came toward her he ogled her then in a voice of marked cordiality said can i say a few words to you but sir two words mademoiselle i beg of you speak she said at last after seeming to hesitate halting on the edge of the pavement oh not here surely you will accept a glass the young woman made up her mind very well if you like the couple directed their steps toward a neighbouring brasserie and neither the young man nor josephine dreamed of noticing that a passer-by entered the place in their wake fandor did not take a seat at one of the little tables outside but made for the interior cleverly finding means to watch the two in a glass is this the person josephine was to meet he wondered can he be a messenger of lupart's yet she did not seem to know him hello just as the waiter was bringing two glasses of wine to the table where josephine and her partner had seated themselves the young woman suddenly arose and without taking leave made for the door fandor managed to pass close to the deserted man he heard the waiter jokingly say not very kind the little lady eh i should think not 
didn't take her long to give me the slip then in a tone of regret the young man added pity she was a nice little thing that's all right thought pandor now i know that josephine accepted the drink because she thought he was sent by lupart or one of the gang once enlightened as to his real object she left him abruptly tracking the young woman fandor now felt sure he was going to witness an interesting meeting josephine however seemed in no hurry she inspected the illustrated papers in the kiosks and presently reached the box where platform tickets are distributed having taken one she sat down near the foot of the staircase which leads to the refreshment rooms behind her fandor also took a ticket and going up the stairs leaned against the balustrade i am waiting for someone he said to the waiter who appeared you may bring me a cup of coffee scarcely five minutes had passed when fandor saw a shabby-looking man approach josephine and begin an earnest conversation the man drew from his pocket a greasy notebook from it he took a paper which he handed to the young woman who promptly put it away in her handbag fandor was puzzled where is she going why did this person hand her a ticket the man pointed to a train where passengers were already taking their seats the marseilles train so lupart has left paris then he called a messenger go and get me a first-class ticket to marseilles here is money is there a telegraph office near at hand on the arrival platform sir right i will give you a message to take go and hurry back fandor took out his notebook and scrawled a message juva prefecture of police room forty four have met josephine and followed her she is off first class by marseilles train don't know her destination we'll wire you as soon as there's anything fresh fandor end of chapter twelve read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com